Hey, pop punk enthusiasts, welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you're new here, this podcast was made with the intention of promoting small artists and women in pop punk. So if you're looking for a brand new artist to support, you've come to the right place. We typically try and support artists who are fairly new to the scene or don't have a large following already, and we give them a platform where they can thrive. If you are a musician looking for promotion, I actually have a Google form on my website, poppunkpromo.com. If you scroll to the bottom of the homepage, it's a Google form that you can fill out and request an interview to be featured on the podcast. I try to keep the musicians I feature in the pop punk scene, whether it's pop punk, pop rock, bedroom pop, indie pop, any kind of rock vibe, you know what I mean? Some kind of genre blending that involves rock. So if that is you, if you fall into any one of those categories and you are a smaller artist looking for better promotion and looking to get your music out there, absolutely reach out on the Google form and we can set up a time for an interview. A large portion of my branding is supporting and empowering women in the music industry. So if you are a female musician, if you are a band that has a female lead, I would absolutely love to interview you and listen to your music because I truly believe that women do not have the same opportunities as men do in music. And I just really want to give them a platform where they can flourish and where they can get their music out there to the people who really want to listen to them. I just want to take a moment to thank all of the listeners who have been with me week by week and supporting me throughout this entire process. You guys mean the world to me. I just cannot believe how far I've come already in the short few months that I've been running the podcast and how many incredible people I've met through the making of this show. So thank you so much to every single person who has ever supported me so far. It really seriously means the world to me. You guys are the best. And I'm overwhelmed at the amount of support that I've gotten online that have reached out to me saying they love what I'm doing about the artists who have reached out and they want to be interviewed. I just am so, so overwhelmed. You guys, thank you so much. You don't even know how much your support means to me. With that, let's get into some pop punk news. I've got some really exciting stuff for you guys this week. There have been an overwhelming amount of musicians that are announcing tours or new music, and I'm just so excited to share some of this with you guys because it is a great time for pop punk music. First up, in about 10 days, we've got Modson going on tour, and he's bringing none other than Stand Atlantic with him on tour. I just cannot wait for this, you guys. I will be seeing them in Minneapolis. I am so stoked. You guys probably know that I love Stand Atlantic so much, and of course, Modson is an icon. So if you're able to go see both of them tour this spring, I highly recommend you make it out there. The tour is titled God Save the Teen, and it starts on February 19th in Sacramento, California, and it wraps up April 2nd in Los Angeles, California. I can't forget they are also bringing Tom the Mailman on tour as well, and they actually sing in a portion of a Stand Atlantic song, so hopefully they will play that song live. That would be super cool, and I would be super stoked, so... Also, Stand Atlantic has announced that on the Modson tour, they will be playing their brand new single, Killer. So if you love that song, if you're in the U.S. at any of the cities, it looks like they're going to be making a full circle around most large cities. Then go ahead, go out there and see the tour because it looks like Stand Atlantic will be playing their brand new single. So if you love that song, you're not going to want to miss this one. Next up, Fall Out Boy has released a large tour announcement. They first have the U.S. and North America. They're going to be touring with Bring Me the Horizon, Royal and the Serpent, Alkaline Trio, Newfound Glory, Four Years Strong, The Academy Is, Games We Play, Daisy Grenade, and Car. Now, I know that was a lot of artists I just listed off, but every one of them are so incredible, and they get to play with follow boy which is anyone's dream so if you want to see any of these artists make sure you hit up 
Fall Out Boy on tour this summer. They're going to be touring all around the U.S. I am so excited for it. And just be aware that some of those artists are not on the entire tour. I believe Royal and the Serpent is on the whole thing. Bring Me to the Horizon, I think, is on most of it. But yeah, you guys, this is a tour you're not going to want to miss. And also, just I think yesterday, Fall Out Boy also announced a UK and Europe tour with Paris. That is going to be so cool. And I'm so excited and jealous for everyone abroad over there in the UK and Europe. You guys are going to have a blast with Paris and Fall Out Boy. So if you're interested in any of those artists and, of course, Fall Out Boy, make sure you check out the tour. Get your tickets while you still can. I know the tickets are flying, so make sure you go ahead and grab them while you can. Next up, we've got First to Eleven. So if you guys don't remember, First to Eleven is the cover band of Concrete Castles. I know that's confusing, but it's the same members of Concrete Castles, but they just do cover songs. So the band is going on a little mini tour across the East Coast, and this is going to be from February 28th in Boston and ending on March 12th in Columbus, Ohio. So if you guys are excited about First to Eleven, if you guys love their YouTube covers, if you guys love Concrete Castles, I would 100% suggest going out and giving them a listen. So if you guys are from the East Coast, this will be the easiest way for you guys to go to this tour. I know that that's not very accessible for everyone, but it is still a chance for those people on the East Coast. So go ahead, check out the tour if you're able to. It's going to be a good one. Last but not least is an artist that I've talked about just briefly on the podcast, but she is so worthy of being talked about. It's Tilly. So she is going on a mini tour of the U.S. It's going to be four shows. The first one is on February 18th in Chicago, Illinois. Then they're going to move to Atlanta, Georgia on February 19th. On the 20th, they'll be in Carboro, North Carolina, and on the 21st, Brooklyn, New York. So I am so excited for this one. Tilly is such an iconic and cool, quirky, awesome new artist that is up and coming. So if you're able to make it to any of these four shows, I highly suggest that you get out there. I would love nothing more than to go see Tilly and I would love to go to Chicago, but it's like a six hour drive and I'm already making the trip like five times this spring. I don't know if I can afford it, but for anyone that can, please go out and support her. She is an incredible up and coming artist and she is so deserving of all the hype. So check out her music, check out her song, The Me You Know. That one I am absolutely obsessed with and it was uh, my sticky just like the song in my head a couple weeks ago. So if you haven't checked it out, please do now. It's incredible. You're not going to want to miss her at these few shows. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, we are going to move on to our featured artist of the week. I am so excited for this one, you guys. This was such a fun interview that I did, and I hope you guys learned a lot about this artist. It is a woman in pop punk. She is very small still, and she is looking to get a lot of promotion. She is a Nashville-based artist, and I am so excited to share her with you pop punk enthusiasts i'd like to introduce you to vesper all right everyone we are here with janie from vesper hi janie how are you doing today what's up i'm good how are you doing great do you want to just introduce yourself to the listeners a little bit about yourself where you're from all that your pronouns yeah so i go by she her i am from memphis tennessee i currently live in nashville nice. um, so not too far but really fun i love it here um yeah, so I go by Vesper musically. That's like my, I don't really have a band yet. Okay. I hope I will. Um, that's in the works, hopefully. But yeah, so I'm just an artist right now, independent, um, doing that whole thing. Uh, during the day, I work in marketing and oh, nice. my background's in graphic design and all that stuff. So it's really fun because I get to pretty much design all my own stuff except for my logo. My oh, logo, that's cool. I was, I can't do that. <laughs> it's like, too much pressure when you're designing for yourself. It's really intimidating. The face I did, like if you see on my email, my little, like, yeah. I, I used to draw that all over my notes all the time in high school. So it felt fitting to have like a little, I call it Vesper. That's like <laughs> Vesper. So it's my little mascot. 
but Cute. yeah um and then I am do I have to say I'm like tw- I'm 25 uh I just yeah five I'm a Capricorn nice. <laughs> <laughs> But, so you like just turned 25 and like probably like a couple weeks ago or this week. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, fun. I turned um, 25 on the 9th. So mm-hmm. I just celebrated that. I still feel it feels weird like saying out loud. I feel like and then by the time your next birthday comes around and you just got used to saying it and you're yeah. like, get used to another. No, I literally I turned 23 like in less than a week and it feels oh. weird, too, because I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like I feel so old now. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> 23 and 22 are such weird ages too because they're just like and so is 24 honestly it's like you have like 20 21 those are both fun and then you get to like 23 or 22 through four and you're just like what what like what is life like what am I doing (laughs) I know literally I feel like I interview so many people who are in their like early to mid 20s kind of like I am too and I'm just like wow we're all out here doing big things but we still don't feel like we're quite adults you know what I mean like yeah. it's it's crazy it's a weird time to to like, live I'm allowed out in the world <laughs> <laughs> I feel you it's it's a very strange feeling I'm like how am I allowed to just have a podcast and like interview people this yeah. doesn't feel right you know <laughs> it's funny but anyway so how long have you been making your own music and just doing stuff musically um, I literally just got started. It's super crazy. I didn't even move to Nashville for music. That was really the last thing on my radar. I think like deep down, I always wanted it to happen, but it just, I kept bearing it down like for years and years and years, even though that's like deep down what I wanted. I just kept like denying myself of that. So I'm really happy that I made the jump, but I would say... So my first song came out on November 11th. And yeah, I saw that. That one's called Pulling Teeth, right? That one, I really like it. And I, I've listened to both of your songs um, quite a lot recently. And they're both very good. I'm very I'm impressed by them. I'm happy you like them. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's crazy. It, but I think like if I had to give it a date, it was like, not like an exact date, but like June was kind of when I made the decision. Like, okay, I'm doing, okay. that's so funny. It's about to be um, one one one, but. Because that's like when I started doing or made that decision, I started seeing my angel number or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. It's like, you're on the right path. And I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> like, I had that's never so had fun, one. Though. Yeah. But I was at a Motion City soundtrack show. And um, I don't know if you've heard of where are you from again? Or like, what? I'm from Minnesota. So. Okay. Yeah. So there's this um, dude here named Joko. He's like a DJ and he throws like our emo nights, emo night Nashville and stuff like that. He, I really want to go to one of those. Like I keep seeing Um, so many small artists from Nashville, like performing there. And I'm like, man, I should move to Nashville. It'd be so fun. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's a little expensive, but it's, the best but yeah he um and this guy spencer um do emo night nashville and he's kind of like a prevalent name in town especially if you're like in the emo like punk pop punk scene mm-hmm. and he um i was at a concert with my friend and i almost didn't go actually and he i'd been like following him on instagram just because he's a good, fun person and cool dj and he came up to me and he was like talking to me he was like I've seen your covers and stuff like do you want to do emo night Nashville and I was like wow I was like (laughs) that's insane (laughs) yeah I was like wait 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 I'm not an artist like I can't wait but yeah he was just like you can you have a voice you're good that's the only thing that's required (laughs) oh my gosh that's so cool congratulations yeah thanks it was it was super super insane and to think that I almost didn't go to that show because I was so tired but it was insane and you know I like living in Nashville and kind of like deny like I was talking about denying myself of that dream and kind of like pushing down I'm like no you can't do it like don't give that to people because my biggest reason for not pursuing music was like I sing and like play guitar and do all that every day almost like I've been doing that for years like since I was little and it's always been a safe space for me mm-hmm. so I was so worried about like giving people this thing that I use as like a coping mechanism or something to, like make me feel happy or like 
comfort me I was so afraid of like giving that to people and I always said I will only do music if I get like a slap in the face from you <laughs> sorry pop punk enthusiasts at this point in the interview our call dropped so I'm going to resume it again where we left off so I apologize for the weird kind of glitch in the conversation here technology happens <laughs> okay I think you were talking about you were like, I'll only do music if I get like a slap in the face kind oh, of yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. So I was like, and my friends were like, that's never going to happen. You're never <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. Like, you're not just going to have a viral or like a video go viral or like something like that happen. And it did. So <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like in, to me, imposter syndrome is so real. You know, like all of us have our things that we do and we like to keep to ourselves. So it's like feeling like you don't want to give it to someone I think is a very natural thing because I've I've been that way my whole life too I'm like oh what if people hate this what if they don't like me or what if I like it so much and other people don't you know and it's like I I totally understand that so I'm yeah. proud of you for like jumping out and actually doing it and going for it because like I said like I listen to your stuff and it's incredible you do have a very good voice <laughs> thank you thanks yeah it's been like I'm so happy that I made the jump, but it's definitely like making that jump is so hard because I just remember being like, I can pull out of this. <laughs> like I can like, it's not too late. Like nobody knows. <laughs> and then as soon as like my name was on the poster, I was like, okay, it's done. Like I'm doing it. Even like that was probably the most fun experience of my entire life. And I can't wait to like experience that feeling again because the cool thing about emo night too is you're doing covers so you're getting to feel what it feels like to be like an established artist because you're okay. singing songs that everybody knows so like I, see I didn't know that gonna, because like, point the microphone to the crowd like <laughs> probably not for a couple of years that's you know? so like, fun yeah oh my gosh I didn't know that either because I've been to some emo nights here but it's not the same as like the Nashville one where because it's just like a DJ here I think um yeah. so I wasn't sure if you got if you played like original songs or not like like are you able to or is it just like covers of stuff if you're like if you're like Charlotte Sands or like something <laughs> like that, like she, that was really cool too. I got to, she did the same one as me and I got to meet her and she's. Oh my so, God. Yeah. Oh, she's I'm so, so nice. I like spoke to her for a split second and, but it was still really cool. And she, she did her thing. It was so annoying though. I like missed most of it, but she did like her, her own songs. And then she did um, her song with Aaron Gillespie. Okay. And yeah. He made an appearance too, and he drummed for a little bit. Oh my God, that's so cool! Your exit, I did catch that. He did reinventing your exit on the acoustic guitar, and that was just like I was like, huh. <laughs> okay. So, so when was this? Because I know Callie Rohde and Peyton Marie both, I think, did emo night, or they were both invited to it. So oh, have no, I remember. have you have you seen either of them, or do you know of either of them? So I actually met Callie. I think. I felt so bad too because I had no I'm so bad with like faces I knew who her name was but I hadn't like seen a picture of her ever yeah and so she was like standing on the side stage and I was standing there too and she was like oh like I just saw you perform you're so good and I was like thanks and then she was I was like are you is like are you friends with the people up right now and she was like no I'm about to go and I was like oh, <laughs> so bad that I just like because like usually you are either standing side stage because like you're either watching if you're like friends with somebody like even my boyfriend was performing the same night so I was like side stage part of the time I was front row part of the time just because I was like I gotta see this but that's like a normal thing and I just forgot that like you also need to be there if you're about to perform yeah I, like, I mean like that's totally valid and like I didn't even know who Callie was until a few months ago because she was the first interview I actually did on the podcast because I found her on TikTok and was like wow she's great and that's mm -hmm. that's how I found her so honestly it like it feels embarrassing in the moment but it, it's not that bad she's not like Charlotte Sands who is definitely yeah. a, a higher <laughs> ranking celebrity you know what I mean like yeah. what hopefully one day she is and hopefully one day you are the same way that would be yeah. so incredible but Oh, yeah. I'm thinking I th I'm thinking I need to move down to Nashville I've been thinking about it and I I think it's something that I should do <laughs> I yeah, think definitely do it like it's a great place to be especially like eat like if you're just in the music industry in general or like are um like interested in it or like working with people who are in it it's just the perfect place to be and like so many bands come through here and like um 
like work here and like do a lot of stuff out of Nashville. So it's just like a great place to be. I feel like I always like I'm so grateful for the connections that it's brought me because that that was one of the best things about like me waiting for so long. I'm glad I didn't move to Nashville with the intention of doing music because I was able to just sit back and like watch and be like, okay, that works. Okay, that doesn't like don't do that. Like don't do what that person did. Absolutely. Just kind of learning from my friends because if you live in Nashville, eight out of ten people or of your friends are probably musicians. So just getting to kind of like watch from the sidelines and like you know gain all that information I feel like kind of gave me a leg up yeah that's that's awesome and I think that's just really great advice for other musicians too you know like as much as jumping in is like cool it's like watch what other people are doing too you know it's like you don't want to be like everyone else but you also don't want to be doing things that won't progress yourself you know so exactly I get that it's just like it's it's also so much like healthier mentally I feel like it's really disheartening when you just like jump right into something and it does work out and you also just have to be super resilient with it. We're going to bounce off with TikTok a little bit too. Like have you personally made any TikToks or have you used that for promotion at all? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. How (laughs) how would you say that that's like, have you found a lot of success through it thus far or not yet? No? (laughs) No. All right. It's been really, um, it's been really frustrating. I definitely like try to view it as like, okay, this is something I get to do. Like, this is cool, but it gets really frustrating when you put like a lot of time into videos yeah. and then they don't do well. And absolutely. And like, I've done all the, like, especially for dirt, like promoting dirt. It was just like, damn, like I did everything right. Like for pulling teeth, I could have gone harder on the promotion, but like for yeah. dirt, I'm like, I will kick myself if I don't do it right. <laughs> so like for the two weeks leading up to it, I was really good. I was posting like twice a day at the recommended times. I was doing like the little captions that like are on your uh, mm-hmm. profile page. Like I was checking all of the boxes and my views stayed pretty consistent at like, like, I don't think any of them got over 300 except for one. I don't know if you saw that really big long video where I put like all those uh, kind of like toxic preachers and stuff. I, and I don't I, know if I saw it, but. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a video of like all these like preachers and like uh, religious figures saying really, really messed up things. Oh. Because <laughs> that's what the song's about. It's about, um, it's not, it's not really about them. It's it's for people who have experienced religious trauma or like leaders like that. And it's an anthem for those kids and those people who have been wronged by religion and by the church. Because I personally believe that you can be, as long as you're a good person and you have good morals, like like whether you dye your hair or who you love, like it doesn't matter. None of that. Yeah, exactly. Life. So, yeah. So I just made a song for people to scream in their car and be mad about their preacher that they had when they were like in middle school, you know, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly so inspirational. And like that it sucks that you're not having the success on TikTok. Cause I, I feel like everyone talks about how much, it can change someone's music career, which it can, but like nobody talks about how frustrating it is when you do put in all of that time for promotion yeah. and it like doesn't work out. Cause like I'm in the same boat too. I'm trying to get the word out about my podcast so people will listen to it and they'll get to know the artists that I'm trying to promote, you know? So it's like, I have had some success, but it's definitely frustrating. I feel like I make so much content and it's like nobody's seeing it. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm really hoping it's just like that but that video got like 500 which still it's like, yeah <laughs> I know something working but uh. I, I know I've had like like two or three one like videos that just like got 11,000 views or something like that and I was like holy crap but it was me like calling out bands for being abusive which is an important message but like yeah. It wasn't the one that I was hoping would blow up. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> you hope don't go viral. You're like, or like, just sometimes I'll like just post the dumbest stuff. It's like I know, and then you're like, why did this get like five thousand views? This is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's so annoying. I, I feel like back in the day, I had something go viral, and like 
it was so annoying because it was such a dumb video. I don't even know what my purpose was. Like, this was, like, right before COVID hit, but I was just, like, making videos. Or actually, it was during COVID, so that that explains it. I was just making them to make them, and this random one went viral, and I'm like, why didn't I ride that wave? Like, I'm like, why didn't I keep going? And I'm, it's so annoying, and I keep it up just because it, like, helps your likes or whatever, even though it's a video that I don't like to have up because it supports... What was it? I did like a bathing suit hack for like, because I used to shop at Shein a lot. Yeah. So it was like, I don't want to be like affiliated with with that company. But now that I'm a musician, I'm like unarchived it because it's so far down. And I put so many comments on the video too, being like, I don't support this company. Like this company's bad. (laughs) But it was just like a hack on how to like fix some of the swimsuits or something. And it went 1.3 million views of like- That's insane. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm like, of course, I'm going to have it up on my profile in case it like drives any more people here because it's like, OK, it's old. I don't support that company anymore. But I don't know. It's just so frustrating how like a video that I did for fun like four years ago went viral. And then now it's I'm like having to beg people to watch my content. I know it's it's, I, it's very frustrating for sure. Um, we're going to move away from TikTok for a second. Okay. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about you can also always be like, hey. You're rambling. I have a huge rambling problem. (laughs) Okay. I'm here to talk with you and talk about yourself. So that is okay. Um, (laughs) I'm going to ask you, though, about your personal brand and your music style. So how would you describe, like, Vesper to people who don't know who you are or what you do? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel like that's the hardest question, like, for musicians (laughs) to answer. But, um, I just I think like just like heavy like I just I know I'm not that heavy right now but the stuff that I'm heading towards like definitely want to dabble in metal a little bit like not on screaming but like I love um bands like you know like Sleeping with Sirens I reference on a ton just because (laughs) I love Kellen's mix but sorry that's going more into like inspirations but yeah I would just say like heavy badass is what I'm trying to be like nice I just kind of want stuff that breaks the box a little bit and I'm really trying to be conscious too about like not putting out the same thing I think one thing that's getting kind of frustrating about pop punk is like everybody's going to it right now just Mm -hmm. popular so I've as an artist I've grown really frustrated with that I'm like okay why are you in pop punk are you in pop punk because you love it or are you in it because it's profitable so I've been really trying to like not put out the same stuff that um has been seeing like I know that there's been some TikToks about like um there was this one dude he's like random he's not I don't know him but like People were like, oh, it's just like another like carbon copy of like MGK or something. You know, it's like I would never want somebody to say that about my music. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of like my whole goal. And that's what Vesper is, just kind of fun stuff that like you can jam out to. Nice. And yeah, I absolutely get that vibe from it, too. You know, like um, to me, like you said, it was heavy. To me, you kind of feel like you give like a Lolo and Maggie Lindemann like mixed vibe if that makes sense (laughs) oh yeah I love both of them I know Uh, you've you've got like the sound more of Lolo to me and then like you add the edginess of like Maggie and I I really like those two like together yeah I I haven't gotten as into Maggie but like Lolo I've loved for a while I actually met her the other this summer I don't know. I'm so jealous. I've been yeah, watching, I've been trying to meet her for so long. And like I just I she's so she's like such an inspiration to me. I love her so I, much. She's like friends with a girl in town and she was like um my friend I was with my friend. We were at an Avril show and she, I was like, I know you don't know who this is, but this girl that I love that I listen to is like right behind us. And she was like go tell her especially if she's like a smaller <laughs> artist which she's a little bit bigger now but I'm like if yeah. she's a smaller artist will appreciate that so much yeah like just being recognized so I just was like hi <laughs> I really <laughs> like your music you're really good dude I, like and I've heard she's so nice too like I'm sure she appreciated that so much it was literally like oh my god <laughs> that's like, so cute she literally gives me the best vibes like I want to meet her so bad because like 
I've I've messaged her a few times and like she's like commenting on my stuff on on Instagram because she was the first person I ever featured on on the podcast like at all like I didn't interview her but um she was like the reason I started this and I was like mm-hmm. oh my god I love you queen so like I'm trying to get her to come here so bad <laughs> yeah well manifesting that for you I'm is- manifesting that <laughs> yeah she's super dope I definitely take some inspiration from her I also like like Paris a lot like yeah yeah absolutely. Her- so, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to find a good balance of stuff. It's funny, too, because pulling teeth is very, very different for me. My producer that I worked with was very adamant about not boxing me in. It was like, mm-hmm. I know, like, you love pop punk and, like, that heavier stuff. But, like, I just want to give you one, like, kind of universal yeah. Song case you ever do change your mind and that way it's not super different like it still will have a little pop punk aspects like so subtle we tried to even give it like I don't know if you know do you know Holly Humberstone she's not pop, but she oh my gosh listen to she, her voice <laughs> is like an angel I cry all right but, I will have to so like send me a message after this and remind me because I will probably forget otherwise cool too, and she like dresses really like punk and like goth too and I love her but uh, she's awesome but anyway like just trying to give it like vibes of like everything that I loved and I love that song it'll probably be like reimagined one day just because I feel like when you take that and like put it next to like dirt and then what my music is going towards like if (laughs) the song that's coming out like in February is very heavy like very very heavy and very like like Ooh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely been like kind of rocky trying to find my sound, but um I feel like I finally found people that I like to work with and that kind of align with my vision and what I want in music. That it's kind of like I feel like finding producers that you like is kind of like speed dating. You're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> so it's gonna like fit my vibe. And then so I found like a couple that I like in that yeah like align with what I want but nice. I still have a lot of love for pulling teeth and like the people who I worked on it with so nice and yeah I think that is important though like they said to like keep your sound not super like the same you know because like I don't know there is definitely a stigma in pop punk where if you change your sound fans get mad which is like to me it's a stupid kind of philosophy because like the point a lot of your writing comes from like yourself, you know, and if you're changing, of course, your music is going to change too, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's just interesting that that's the mindset that a lot of people have, you know? But, yeah. It's super like, I think, and it's all about too, like, kind of like I was touching on earlier, like your motives behind switching genres or like experimenting, like as long as it's coming from a good place, like I think you, everybody has all of the rights they want to like go yeah. and you know like even like I feel like a perfect example is Paramore yeah that she is Paramore is my favorite band um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they you know they definitely like headed in a different direction for a while and I respected it a lot she started making music that it just wasn't stuff that I loved but I was still like you know not necessarily listening to it but I wasn't like shitting on her sorry am I allowed to swear (laughs) yes you are you are able to do that I wasn't like being like oh she sucks now like you know I was just like yeah it's not like my music but like I'm you know go her for yeah and honestly that's kind of how I felt about it too because I I just listened to the like I was really behind I listened to like the three new songs like yesterday and I was like I don't know if I like this I was like it's fine like it's like I love I love Paramore I love that she's doing this but I was like it's just not something I would like yeah you know what I mean that's it you know I just feel like kind of like yeah and that's kind of people will probably yell at me for saying this too but that's kind of how I feel about a lot of Taylor Swift in general is like I have a lot of respect for her I really admire her and like what she does but her music isn't always the thing that I'm like going towards you know it's like some of her songs I'm like yeah that's pretty good but otherwise it's like it's for other people it's not for me you know what I mean like yeah yeah yeah. I think it's just like I appreciate when people can respect it, but then mm-hmm. like like 
or they're like oh oh my gosh I hate when people are like well then you're not a fan anymore it's like no they're still my favorite band not true (laughs) I don't like what they're doing I mean like I wouldn't even say like I mean I haven't listened to the two newest ones but I listened to like this is why and I was just like not my favorite but like I I think experimenting and she's like trying this whole new sound like it's, it's cool and it's good for the type of it's really good for the type of music that it is. It's just not what I listen to. Yeah, and that's exactly how I feel, too. I'm like, I'm not here to, like, shit on artists, especially for, like, changing their sound because some sounds are just not for everyone. Like, we all have our personal music tastes, and I think that's okay to acknowledge that. And Because I think everyone nowadays is so obsessed with being everyone's, like, biggest fan, and they're like, oh, if I don't like something, there's something wrong with me, right? And it's like, that's yeah. not true you can still be a fan and not like everything they do so you know so yeah exactly. that's kind of my opinion um hmm. I'm gonna switch the conversation a little bit here okay let's see we kind of already talked about this a little bit but I guess we'll we'll continue so like what musicians inspire your personal music style and like who are your favorite artists if you okay. could list a few so- yeah, definitely Paramore. Paramore is my favorite <laughs> of all time. Um, like top five favorite bands, I would, or maybe not, I don't know if I could pick five. I like, <laughs> why am I blanking right now? I like Sleeping with Sirens a lot. Um, oh, Youngblood. Oh my yes. God. Love him. I love He's him. great. He's so, so great. <laughs> he's one of the best performers ever too. And I'm like, he's great. I've, he's I've literally great. been putting him off for a while. I don't know. I just kind of associate him with like MGK and I don't really like MGK and I don't know why, but yeah. I do. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so I like, um, uh, no offense, MGK lovers. I just don't really. Yeah. Like yeah. Them. Yeah. No, but, but anyway, so I, he's great. Yeah. I started listening to young blood a little bit and his song tissues like came on my like happy mix for like Spotify. And I was like, wow, this is so great. And I listened to it like five times in a row. Like he's great. He's so good. <laughs> But yeah, and that's another like quick little diversion. But <laughs> the um, I think one thing that like I forget in music is like yeah, there's people out there who like may not be the best, but you've got to think like half of it is like their labels putting them together. It's not yeah. really Youngblood being like yeah, I want to necessarily work with this person. Like you kind of have to think like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it may not be their decision. And I know that like Youngblood has really good morals and it's from what I've heard is a really good person. So I trust that. And like MGK has great music. He has some questionable things that he's done. That's kind of my point of view. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like like, the questionable things. I'm like, I don't know how much I can support that, but his music isn't bad. Like it's, I don't dislike him for the music. It's more like, you know, we all know the other things, yeah. but yeah. So but, yeah, no, I would definitely say like he's a great like human. From what I've heard, I've never heard a bad thing about. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that people kind of get mad about is that he like throws beers and like is kind of like, and it's like he's. You should know when you're buying tickets to a young blood show, you're going to get beer thrown on you, possibly have water spit on you. Like that's just kind of part of the experience, and like that, yeah. That's if kind of part of that, the pop punk experience, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of going to like a metal show and expecting not to be like shoved around a little bit or like yeah, maybe go stand in a different area. It's kind of like you have to do your research and know what you're signing up for. But yeah, and then oh, who else? Paris. They're not one of my favorite bands. I definitely love them a lot, but I would say the top 10, but mm-hmm. they... I definitely pull a lot of inspiration from them like one of my biggest things for me as an artist is I don't like being super and there's nothing wrong there's so much power in being super feminine and girly but I'm just not that yeah <laughs> so I have a super like um big thing about not wanting to sound super girly and I love like badass female artists who like I don't know just aren't super like yeah early and I feel like Paris is a perfect example Stand Atlantic is a perfect example like I I was about to ask you that I was like do you you like Stand Atlantic or like Hot Milk too because they both are very like unfeminine like strong women you know and they're just like they're all like great examples yeah so yes Uh, I love them all they're so great oh so good yeah so definitely like a lot of 
those bands and then definitely like i would say the people that i reference the most would be sleeping with sirens just because it's kind of that perfect mix of metal and pop punk that i want to reach i would love i'm like trying to learn how to scream but i love kellen's mix of it because as much as i love i won't listen to the metal the type of metal that's like screaming the whole time i do like it but i'm like i like it a lot i just haven't gotten into it enough yet but like as an artist that's not what i want to do um and i just i like his perfect mix of like you know, screaming at the end of notes or like Mm -hmm. screaming a couple of lines in a place where it's comfortable and it doesn't feel super like just thrown in there. Yeah. I think he just has a good balance of like screaming and singing because I also just, I love singing too much to just want (laughs) to scream the entire time. So like for my personal music, I reference him a lot. That makes sense. And I'm in the same exact boat because for a long time, I didn't even really listen to Sleeping With Sirens because I associated them so much with the other super screamy bands for the time. And so I my my friend Kayla was like, oh, they're my favorite band. And I was like, "Okay." so I started listening to them in the car with her. And I was like, "Okay, I do really like them a lot. And they do balance it so well. So like, I think it's so perfect. Like, it's so good. And Kellen just got like such a great voice too. Oh like, my it's- live. Yeah. It is insane to me how little <laughs> he moves for like how big of notes he's hitting. I'm like, this is like this is just a walk in the park for you. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, I've heck? been doing this for years, man. I like, can belt a note. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like it doesn't take any any energy. He's like just chilling. <laughs> that would take every like ounce of energy from my body to do any of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm sure it'll get easier though, too, once you do more live shows and stuff, though, because I always wonder the same thing. I look at people and I'm like, how the hell do you have that kind of like stamina to just do a whole show and not be like dead? Uh, Like, and or a whole tour of shows. Like, I I can't. Like, I did one song and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it'll it'll come with time, you know, like it'll it'll get better, I'm sure. And I think honestly, a lot of it's probably adrenaline, and you're just so excited to be on stage that they're just kind of like, whoa. Like honestly, I'd be surprised or I'd I'm curious to know how many artists just like black out while they're on stage. Cause like honestly, I'd probably forget everything that I did. Like, (laughs) oh yeah. I definitely like I like when I did emo night, I definitely like that was like one of the best and scariest <laughs> nights of my entire life. The sound check went terribly. And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to bomb my first performance. <laughs> and then I get up there and I could hear my, because the issue was during like sound check, nobody could hear themselves, which is a common problem. But everybody else, that wasn't their first time ever performing. That was my first time ever performing, unless you count like middle school talent shows. But like, yeah, you know. <laughs> It's like, that's like my friends and family's parents. That wasn't like a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was just like, it was it was so scary because I wasn't used, to, so many people are used to having to perform under like weird circumstances like that or like problems happening. And I just was like, that's terrifying. I don't like, I can't hear myself. And then I got up there and I was like, wait, this is kind of fun. And I can hear myself and I'm good. Like I got it. And then it was just like, it was like a switch turned on. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. So yeah. was that like your only performance you've done so far? Have you done anything since then? Mm, yes, I have done stuff <laughs> since then. I've done one thing since then. So I've done, I did another thing with Emo Night for their New Year's Eve party. Um, they did a New Year's Eve thing, and that was actually, that kind of scarred me a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, there was something that happened, like, right before that spiked my anxiety, and oh, I was, no. working. I was working that event, too, because I worked at, I work at where the, the place was hosted, and they were like, hey, can you, like, hop on stage, do one song, and I was like, yeah, sure, so, and then I, like, didn't anticipate how hard it was going to be to, like, work a 10-hour day and then perform, Yeah. and it was just, I just remember getting up there, and I got off stage, and my best friend and my boyfriend were like, you looked so mad, (laughs) like, we could tell that you, like, like, they were like, you sounded fine, like, you didn't bomb it like you think you did, but, like, we could tell that, like, you got up there and like obviously like something happened like I had to deal with this situation that like spiked my anxiety right before and I almost yeah. didn't go on and so I did and I was just like 
whatever. That was the least. I was so not energetic. I was just kind of like chilling. <laughs> this. I, was like, I mean, I'm that's like, okay, though. You literally worked like a 10-hour day. Like, you can't expect that much of yourself, you know? So, like. Oh, I know. I would never. <laughs> I literally texted the guy who asked me <laughs> asked me to do it out there. And I was like, I, I don't think I will ever do that again. <laughs> I was like, don't ask me next year because I'm not going to do it. But um, you're like, unless I have the day off, maybe I'll yeah. consider it. <laughs> but yeah, that was super like that knocked my ego down like quite a lot because I was just like, I mean, I know everybody has their bad performances, but I just like kind of want like at least the first like five to ten to go somewhat smoothly, at least on my end. Like I can't control everything that happens in a show, but I just don't yeah. like, you know, I just want to like establish a good name for myself and so I do put a lot of pressure on myself and that's something I have to work on but yeah it wasn't the worst performance ever but like <laughs> my friends were like yeah we could tell that you were over <laughs> it the second you stepped on stage and that's but okay strong, so it didn't matter <laughs> it was yeah fun. honestly everyone has those days too like I I know touring is exhausting so I'm sure many artists just do that and they just deal with it and it's like we're gonna put on a show even if I don't want to and like it is yeah. what it is yeah but it's still fun I mean like I can't wait till I'm performing my own stuff I think that's what I'm the most excited for is like finally I'm like almost to the point I need to finish um and then I'll have like enough songs to open for people because I can yeah. only do, like two covers um so yeah so I'm Ooh. all right I'm gonna like bounce off of that so if you were to be on like a dream tour lineup with anyone, who who would you be like your dream artist to tour with? Uh, probably Youngblood. Youngblood, <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. I think just because like he like I love I love Paramore. Like even though they're my favorite band, like the obvious answer is going to be Youngblood, <laughs> just because like I love him so much as an artist, and he actually inspired Dirt a lot. Uh, his song Parent. Yeah. Oh, I like that one a lot. That one's very good. I was like, I want this to have, like, parents. I want this to have, like, screw society vibes. Like, kind of just, like, a very, like, thought-provoking song. Like, I mm -hmm. want this to be powerful. And um, so I referenced him for that. But, yeah, he, I mean, Char I saw Charlotte open for him. And I just, I think he'd be such a fun person to tour with. And also musically, I feel like we'd be a good match. Like, so absolutely. That's be, so cool. Yeah, definitely like him or like sleeping with sirens, probably. <laughs> yeah, those those are the dreams. I'm manifesting both of those for you. I, I believe you I'm can like, do it someday. Absolutely. Like, you can even pay. So like Kellen Quinn, you can actually pay him to like be featured on a song. And my yeah. goal, I'm like, nope. I want to be featured on his song like I don't want to like you know I'm so I'm like man I literally thought about doing it but I'm like the fact that this is like so accessible like I don't want that I want to well, be see, I, I learned yeah I learned about that not that long ago because like I told you my friend Kayla is like obsessed with Kellen Quinn so like I she listens to all of his features and all that and she told me that he like people like pay basically to have him on their songs and I was like yeah it's like huh. eight bucks it's insane that's it's 800 yeah that's actually so not that much though if you think about like his yeah, that's true his like reputation that i would have thought it was more honestly like it i mean it's it's still a lot of money i'm not downgrading yeah. you know i'm not saying 800 is not a lot because it is but like for that's his standard I, you know that's around <laughs> how much like you have to spend like that's probably like the lowest you can go to spend on a song in general if you're talking yeah. about like mixing mastering um subscriptions like I I pay like my distributor so like all that stuff um so I don't know if I want to pay like how much around how much it would be for like a song to like have Kelly Quinn on it even though it's yeah Kelly and it's like well and also you're just like starting up too so you want to kind of establish your own brand too like I feel like that would be a cool thing to do once you have already established yourself because like as cool as like the promotion would be for him to be on your song like it would probably get a lot of listens but you you know you don't know it probably the fact that it's so accessible almost makes it like not as not as and cool this is not this is not <laughs> badly about him or like yes who's paid him it just doesn't feel as special anymore yeah, yeah. i i definitely get that because there's something obviously so special about the artist asking you you know like, yeah. finding you and being like hey 
can I work with you or would you like to work with me on this? Like that, that feels super special and genuine. So like, yeah, I get it. He's made a very incredible like name for himself. So I, I get it. It's a great business opportunity, but yeah, it, there's something very special about feeling like you were wanted by them, you know, instead. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's I like that. my dream. <laughs> so hopefully one day manifesting it will happen actually it will happen i'm manifesting you doing a lot of fun collabs with so many people um anyone else that would be like on your bucket list for like a collab for songwriting and stuff oh i'm probably i'm just gonna go ahead and say young blood again definitely like oh i feel like paris or even lola would be cool just because me and her like you said kind of have like similar vibes i feel like I feel like we could write like a really badass like breakup song or something. Oh my gosh. If this ever happens, I need like a t-shirt or something saying I manifested it. Like I just because <laughs> <laughs> like I said <laughs> I'm like hardcore manifesting this for you. Like this would be so cool. Like I would geek out about it for like ever if this happened yeah. to you. Like, oh, that would be so fun. And she like comes to Nashville a, a good bit, I'm pretty sure. So like it's not like impossible, but you know, it's all about like reaching out to people and kind of like putting. Oh, I know another one. Sorry, <laughs> out for sure. Oh my god, I love them. I can't believe I yes. forgot to like leave them out earlier. But I yes, mean, emailed Cole and been like, "Can you please write a riff for my song?" Because he posted something about it, being like, "I'll write riffs for people." And I have a friend who like works with them regularly, and I'm like, "Please." Yeah, use someone, like, anyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's like, if you come to LA, like, I'll introduce you. Like, you know, it's, it's like not that. It's all about like making connections and kind of like also just being a good person because you can't like expect to have connections and like them just be handed to you. Like, exactly. You know, I'm not seeking these people out just to like profit off of them. I would like want to like make cool stuff with them and like collaborate with them and like be friends with them maybe even I don't know like you know it's just yeah. I, I feel like sometimes music can get a little bit like what's going to get the most views what's going to get the most like retention yeah, like it's what, mostly just business and yeah, sometimes and that kind of sucks like I don't want to approach it like that ever yeah. um like sure there's stuff that I can put out because it would do well numbers wise but if it doesn't make me happy why would I put it out Exactly. And that's kind of where I, I stand like when I started the podcast too, because I was like, well, I could make a podcast highlighting literally all the people who are already famous because I love them and we all love them. But what's the point of that when there's so many newer artists trying to make their way in the industry and I could highlight them instead, you know? And then that way I make connections with all of you. I can support all of you. I can do whatever it is. And it's just fun to have a lot of music friends too. So I'm. Um, yeah. It's been really, it's been really nice talking to and meeting people all around the country and even around the world. I've done interviews with a couple of people from Britain too, which is like insane. Like I didn't think I'd be doing that this soon. <laughs> no, that's so cool. Yeah, I like. I found out about you from Davin. Yes. Yeah, Don. They're called Don. Don. Oh my god. Yes. No. Okay. Seriously. Nobody ever told me, and you know what's funny too is I didn't know what her name was for so long, and I like knew her for a year. Yeah. And I would see her out, and I'd be like, "But nobody ever said their name. Have you ever like seen a name, and then you just like make it up? Yep. Yourself? Nobody ever corrects you. So I'm like, Yeah. Oh, no, it was literally so embarrassing. <laughs> I sat down to interview them, and I'm like, "Hey, we're here with Devin," and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's Dawn," and I was like oh my god someone kill me I was I like that was so embarrassing because <laughs> I'm pretty sure when they like introduced themselves to me they had just gotten to town and they like handed me a business card and they were like yeah we're a new band here like check us out I, I'm pretty sure that they didn't say their name and if they did it like I'm bad with names <laughs> so I don't remember because I remember like seeing like one of their friends that they work with and being like oh like Devin's not with or Davin's because I thought it was her name like yeah. I thought they were using her name as like their band name yeah. and so I was like where's Davin she's always with you and he was like who are you talking about <laughs> and I was like Davin and like I don't know who you're talking about are you okay <laughs> her thing. name her name is McCall I don't know yeah, if you knew yeah, that no, but yes <laughs> oh no, I knew that I knew yeah, I found so that funny. out because I've written with them before and we ended up um we haven't finished it yet we just haven't had a time to like come back to it but 
Yeah. A no, I know her name is McCall, but I remember because I that's like, so funny. I, the next time I'm pretty sure like the next time I saw her, I'm like, I need to get your name right because I went up to our friend and I could not remember your name and it was the most humiliating thing ever. <laughs> and she and I was like, and I don't think I ever learned it. And she was like, No, it's McCall. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> oh, but, that's so funny. I'm like, but I I genuinely. Honestly, I think they get it a lot, though, because it literally, it looks like it's supposed to be Davin, but they were like, no, it's supposed to look like a W, so it's Dawn, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense, like, yeah. <laughs> but but it's one of those things that I feel like I need to, like, explain and be like, we're Dawn, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I, that's so funny, I'm pretty sure I still have that card somewhere, I was just thinking about that today, that they, like, hand out to people, that's, that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Your Spotify stuff like I'm about to have the stickers that like have my little Spotify code so like you can scan oh, them nice. yeah. yeah honestly I should do that too but I made I I literally got like a cricket machine if you know what those are it's like the cutting machine thing so I got those to make like a bunch of stickers and like t-shirts and stuff so I'm like literally doing it all myself which is so fun but yeah um let's see I think we're gonna wrap up the act the interview here pretty soon is there anything else that you wanted, you know, listeners to know about you at all? Anything coming up? Any new music maybe you're releasing? Stuff like that? Um, Yeah, I think the one thing that I want listeners to know is, like, my music is definitely evolving. So, like, don't, definitely don't box me into what you've heard so far. I would say my music is probably going to be a mix between, like, dirt and that kind of, like, pop punk, but, like, on the heavier side and then like also heavy stuff because I don't want it to just be all heavy I like having like a good mix but yeah expect some like fun like head banging stuff like that's my goal I want my music to be stuff that's fun to listen to um but yeah I'm just cool yeah just out here <laughs> trying to out here trying yeah. to make it as a new artist yeah and yeah. you're doing a great job so far it sounds like you've already made a lot of connections and everything and I'm so glad that you reached out to me too because you are exactly the type of musician that I'm looking to promote to people who are newer starting out and could use a little bit of a lift so I'm really glad that we were able to talk today yeah no same I literally like talked <laughs> stuff and I was like this is so awesome because like another thing that really bugs me is people just latching on to the people that are doing well and kind of mm -hmm. like only caring about the people who are doing well numbers wise and I'm like what am I like chopped liver okay yeah. <laughs> no it's I like it gets really disheartening when like people you know just kind of like forget about you or like connections you have like forget about you just because like you're not as big or like people being like oh well like even like especially like Spotify love Spotify but like the editorial playlist so hard to get on I feel like they definitely favor like the bigger artists and it's just like you're not going to get on one until like you're more yeah. established so it gets really disheartening so I love when people are like you know focusing on the people who are trying to make it and like exactly keeping the scene alive because you know like I mean, artists don't have, like, exploration dates, but, like, they're not the only ones out there. There's new mm -hmm. people showing up every day, and it's so much fun, and it's can get discouraging, but it's also really cool to, like, see how much, like, a love for music has grown. All right. Well, thank you so much, Janie, for yeah, coming yeah. and talking today. It's been so fun, and I know everyone's going to love you, and I'm manifesting everything for you. So it's, 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 it's awesome, and I just can't wait for this to come out so everyone will know about you. So. Yeah, thanks for having me. I yeah, yeah, me too. It's been super fun. So all right, everyone say goodbye to Vesper now. All right. Bye. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, that was Vesper. I hope you guys enjoyed this iconic interview I did with her. She was such a joy to have on the show, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to her music and hopefully some new stuff to come in the future. As you heard, she did get the opportunity to perform at Emo Night Nashville, so if you are in the Nashville area, go ahead and check out an Emo Night one of these times because there are some really incredible small artists that get the opportunity to perform there. We've got Dawn, we've got Callie Rohde, we've got Peyton Marie, so many incredible small artists and others that I haven't mentioned that you can totally learn about at Emo Night Nashville. It is the place to be to find small artists. So 
once again, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview episode. I'm going to cut it off here and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Take care of each other. Catch up on any episodes you guys have missed. Make sure to check out all of my content on poppunkpromo.com and check out all of my featured artist playlists also on the website. And I also just released a brand new playlist called Bad Bitch Anthems full of all of the anthems you need to feel like your baddest version of yourself. So go check that one out on Spotify. It's a banger. It features Delilah Bond. It features Kelly Rohde. It features so many incredible artists that you guys know and love. So everyone, take care. Have a great week. We'll catch you again in the next one. See you later.